Hey everybody and welcome. You are listening to Lox LaRue's Locker Room. Join me each episode with a different special guest. We'll be breaking the locks off toxic masculinity one locker at a time. This week I'm joined by the seductive king of sin, Saint Sinister, who is a drag artist and performer. Today, me and Saint talk about body image, authenticity and social media. Please note that the conversations between me and my guests are purely based on our own thoughts and experiences. Now with all that in mind, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Hello everybody, and just before we start, here's a lesson in masculinity 101. Manliness was of paramount significance in the Viking society. A man could be in a homosexual relationship if he took the dominant role. Being in the submissive role was demeaning. While there wasn't anything shameful with being active in a gay relationship, Vikings considered the passive partners as weak. Hi everyone and welcome to Locks LaRue's Locker Room. I'm joined here today by the stunning Saint. Hi. Hi everyone. How, How are you doing, Locks? I'm doing good. Yeah, I know we were just talking about the weather, um, just powering through and hoping it's going to be sunny soon. How about you? Oh, yeah, like same here. I'm really good. Just wish all this wind would go away. Looking forward to that sun to come out and get this tan going. <laughs> I know it feels like it's like in a proper storm doesn't it with like yeah. the wind and everything like when I was going outside to do my washing the other day I was like nearly blown away. <laughs> oh, I woke up so many times last night it felt like someone was breaking into the house with like everything just banging against the windows but uh, hopefully it will be gone soon. Oh yeah let's hope <laughs> well in the meantime amongst the storm let's um, get cracking with this yeah. um, conversation which <laughs> I've been really looking forward to. Yeah um, me too. Oh, thank you. So um, let's get started with asking a bit about yourself growing up and stuff like that so the listeners can find out a bit more about you. So could you um, just start along the lines of that? And we normally talk about um, like masculinity, femininity and like being queer and stuff like that. So what, whatever you'd like to say. OK, so I suppose like most people growing up queer, we didn't really know that we were growing up queer. We just knew we were growing up different. Um yeah like from a very like young age like I knew that I was like very different to everyone else and like especially like going into teenage years and high school like everyone kind of had their cliques like I'm from a very small town called Aylesbury and um yeah everyone's almost in their like different compartments and sections and I never really found my place I guess um and then like I didn't really have much queer representation around me I suppose the closest then would have been like Ellen DeGeneres was like the only kind of AFAB individual that I could recognize at the time that resembled me so I think it must have been at the age of 15 I came out as lesbian which I thought was the most appropriate at the time and I kind of just felt a sense of freedom that I felt that I never had before like the ability, well, for me at the time, the ability to express masculinity specifically, um, I felt up until then, like femininity was what I had to do all the time, um, just to kind of be accepted by everyone. And then I kind of took on this butch persona, I guess, um, while I was representing female. Um, And I very much thrived in that masculinity for such a long time. And I didn't have much of a positive masculine environment Um, everyone was very much cisgender heterosexual and yeah very much around me it could become quite like toxic I guess 
Um, and then a couple of years ago, I got introduced to the drag community and my whole world was completely blown. Um, within a couple of months, I came out as trans, um, I became a drag king and becoming queer and expressing myself has given me such an essence of freedom that I never had, I guess. I'm 28 years old now. Um, and yeah, like I feel like I live a completely different life now, but it's the life that I was meant to live for so long, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, so moving on to the next point, it kind of links in with what we've just been talking about. Um, yeah. I know you made a post quite a while ago, you might not remember, um, mm. saying be kind um, to yourself. Um, and it was sort of like a message to sort of, it was like to your younger self or, and then looking, reflecting to now. Um, so could you tell us a bit much could you tell us a bit more about that do you know yeah. which place I'm talking about um, like not feeling enough and stuff is it yeah where I'm talking like very much about how I felt when I was younger and not wanting other people to like feel like that yeah that's that's fun <laughs> I think again like as a trans man who like grew up afab and like I didn't come out till I was 26 so up until then I spent the most of my time feeling like my body didn't belong to me. Um, there was always conflict between I was too feminine or too masculine to fit in either box. Um, I just beat myself up a lot when I was younger about my queerness, about my transness. And those posts that I post, yes, they are very much for me to remind myself that I have learned from those things and you know I've come so far but I want someone else to be able to see that who was me even three years ago who knows that they're living a life that isn't theirs um, to have that confidence and be like just be kind to yourself listen to yourself and move forward with this because you will always feel better for it and you will get what you what you ultimately want yeah and I was gonna tie that in with um one of your looks actually did which I really love on Instagram it was um sort of like a warrior like look so could you tell us a bit of the ideas behind that if you know which one I'm on about yeah so I think I posted it for blue monday or, or something like that um really it's about like showing everyone that there is like the biggest warrior like inside you and it may be battered and bruised, but he's there and like he will fight for himself if he needs to. Like you might just see the other half that is, you know, the drag performer and whatever else. But behind that is a human being who's been through a lot and will stand up for what they believe in, really. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed um, doing that, doing that one. Yeah, I really, I really like seeing that on Instagram. Um, I've sort of, um, I've done a Buffy act. Have you seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, I didn't watch that. Grow. I was a, I was a charmed kid. I love charmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love charmed. But yeah, I, I should watch Buffy actually. I see quite a few people on my Facebook who watch. <laughs> I liked it because it was very gay. Like there's a gay, gay character in it. <laughs> um, but I do like an act with that. And I basically, um, 
sort of like sort of strength in it but slash comedy like I've mm. dressed as like a cheerleader but also like I've got a steak <laughs> and hairy legs and a cheap blonde wig nice <laughs> so and I'm fighting off a vampire as well like stripping off <laughs> stripping off so it's kind of like that gender fuck idea yeah. do you think your your drag is kind of like gender fuck as well yeah very much so like I kind of think of my drag as like a different entity. Like I, yeah. I wouldn't even want to want to attach gender. I've kind of put body next to drag now for for myself. Yeah. Just because. To be fair, as in my day to day life, I really don't want to be restricted by like a gender. And Saint definitely doesn't. <laughs> like he's so far off each end of the scale that I don't think he could be restricted to just one and I don't want to be like especially through quarantine I've definitely found a lot more comfort in using female vocalists in music it wasn't something I was necessarily afraid of before but I've definitely leaned into that more um, coming out of quarantine and I feel like that's just given me so much more scope for what I what I have like available as a drag artist yeah absolutely and kind of linking on to like our final topic now I was Mm. going to talk about a post you made um where about people sexualizing non-binary bodies um can you remember you mentioned that um yeah people have said (laughs) certain quotes which I know you've um, mm. like your heart for a trans guy and stuff on you put that on Instagram mm. so could you talk to us a bit about um your experience with that or sort of advice for other people who are going through that as well so the reason I shared the post is you know I'm quite lucky I don't tend to get many kind of comments that would upset me on my Instagram I'm, I'm luckier than a lot more people um but I was getting a succession of messages of people saying, you know, you're hot for a trans guy, like, and the the problem is the only time that trans guys, non-binary individuals, trans women really ever get accepted in kind of like the cis heteronormative world is if we're sexy or, you know, if I'm passable as a man, then I'm accepted because I'm hot for a trans guy that's okay it shouldn't be because I take my clothes off on stage that I'm accepted like at the end of the day me every piece of clothing I decide to take off on stage is me giving you what I want to give you and there's power in that don't take that power away from me by making it feel like it was for your benefit because it's not me being sexy it's for me the same as it is for like everyone and that's how it should be for everyone like most drag artists I know everything that they do on stage is ultimately for them to express themselves um to be on like the the best advice I could really like give to anyone in that situation is just be honest to yourself and be authentic to you like if you feel that you want to show your body then own that like And if anyone wants to come forward with anything, just delete it and go. Like, you can't educate people who don't want to be educated. And I've spent so much time trying to do that, where it does get to a point where you're just like, you just need to delete and move on. Because some people just want to go in there to mess up your day. Yeah, that's very good. And I I agree. And um, it's interesting how you said about 
you you doing it for you as well on stage because um I was going to ask about like because it seems that you're like owning your sexuality um from what I've seen from Instagram and your performance um and like I think you've done captions like hot mess and stuff <laughs> so um yeah could you talk a bit about that like owning your sexuality I know you've just briefly mentioned it but if you could expand on that a bit um because yeah. I think other people would probably benefit from hearing it like for me all of my performances are powered by sex and passion lust love all of all of those lovely things um and for me it's important I feel I felt like for a very long time again my body belonged to other people um I didn't feel like my body belonged to myself and it wasn't until a few years ago when I started to get back into dancing and I started to like understand my body more like it's such it was a release for me to be able to share that with people and it also made me understand more my own sexuality because I, I spent such a long time when I was representing female thinking I was a lesbian that when I became trans I was like oh I'm a straight guy like you know and I just programmed myself into that and throughout kind of being more sexual and understanding like my own sexual desires I guess that bisexual bisexuality is probably the most accurate representation for myself um and I love to show that in my performances like I'm I'd love to bring like anybody on the stage non-binary trans guy cis ladies like honestly it's all fun isn't it that, that's what it's all about so I was just going to say about I do an act actually that's sort of a bit gothic um mm. gothic isn't usually my style but I try to I don't know about you but I try and experiment with different mm. styles so we did um, a Halloween show with House of Allure and I did like a yeah. sort of like a grave robber sort of um act and at the end I sort of stripped off to sort of like sort of like a skeleton bodysuit and had like nice. um uh crystals on it so that was just my example of saying like I, I didn't think of it then but now I look back at it I don't know if you ever find this when you look back you realize oh I was actually doing that it was actually kind of like owning my body it's just like this is just me bare like in a skeleton yeah. and it, this is just me just tri- stripped down and mm. I didn't realize that's what I was doing till after if that, I don't know if you find yeah. that when you look yeah. back on it <laughs> yeah like when when I look back on performances like sometimes it's almost like I it's almost like I've blacked out afterwards because yeah. I'm like I've almost become so free and just let my body do what it's meant to afterwards I kind of look back and I was like god I just did all that (laughs) I know I can yeah it's like even a different space isn't it like yeah (laughs) entirely (laughs) um so the last point I was going to mention I I didn't plan this but I thought we could talk a bit about it because obviously from your Instagram post you're really you've like appeared authentic and you know honest and stuff which is I think Mm. what sort of the internet needs don't you think there's sort of a kind of rise in that there was an example yes. that I fought with um, Will Smith. I don't know if you saw it the other day. Um, he shared a post about uh, body image. He didn't necessarily say it was about body image, but he just okay. shared a post saying, oh, this is how I look now. It's not the best shape I've been in. Um, and I think hopefully that sort of thing is going to start happening on the internet. You know, people being honest about not just body image, but other stuff, because I think the internet can be quite toxic in that way. Like, you know, certain yeah. gay magazines for men can be very much like six pack, which is fine. Well, if, yeah, they you draw know, but... you in a certain direction, don't they? Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, every people need to start 
being more honest on social media about so many things I think if we were we'd all start feeling a bit better <laughs> it's quite easy for like everyone I do it sometimes like I go through a couple of weeks where I'll just kind of post for the sake of it like on Instagram with just a little like funny like sentence or whatever but there are times where I think you need to check in so people know that you know this is what real people are really like we're not just this persona that's out there doing these things constantly and like in terms of body image like there needs to be more representation full stop like I rarely see lineups with fat people not enough nowhere near enough and I have so many friends so many talented friends in the drag community who get overlooked because of body image and it's sad the same way with king representation there's not enough king representation we need more black people on lineups there's so many discussions that need to be had but I think people need to be honest about like how they really feel about things I guess because no one really knows who they're communicating with otherwise yeah like it's interesting you said about king representation because I know there's been a bit of that with RuPaul and the UK season that wasn't really mm -hmm. A lot of um there was something along the lines of that wasn't there and then obviously in the little mix video i'm not too sure about that but i've heard with stuff like yeah, that like the current little mix conversation i think the problem that we have is you know we all want to appreciate that they have put drag queens in there i haven't even watched the video yet I haven't, I haven't. yeah <laughs> out of principle i think um yeah, you can appreciate that they've put drag queens in there. Like there's a few people that I've worked with who are in, in the video and congratulations to them. It's just difficult when there are so many kings that could do with the platform. Like we, we need that platform, but Little Mix just decided to change themselves up a bit. It's just like, it's well, it's appropriation of a kind, like, you had the opportunity to have us there and you chose not to. All, all that can really be said about it is that hopefully other people will look at this kind of backlash to Little Mix and move forward with it. Like hopefully we will start to see more drag in general, not just Kings, but drag things, drag bodies, um, drag monsters. As we're towards the end now, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I just wanted to um, ask you for a bit of any takeaways you've got for people from anything we've talked about um, or anything we haven't talked about. So I'll leave um, the floor to you. <laughs> I think if the main thing I'd say, and it probably run with the same thing that I've said all the way through is really just be authentic to yourself and try and be as honest as you can be. And even if that means that you can't be positive all the time, because you know, a lot of the time we feel like drag has to be upbeat. It has to be positive. And you know, it's great when it is, but sometimes the people in the seat need to see you and need to see what we go through as queer people. And it's okay to show that, it's okay to show vulnerability. So yeah, I would say like, just put your best foot forward and just be honest to yourself. I would like to thank Saint for coming on to this podcast. If you want to catch more of Saint, 
then check out their Instagram handle in the episode description. I would also like to thank all of you lovely listeners for tuning into this podcast, especially Ashley, who left me a lovely review. She said, love this podcast and how it's talking about this complex issue. If you do feel like leaving a review, please do so. Thank you for listening to Loxlaroo's Locker Room. And make sure to follow me on Instagram at Loxlaroo. Bye. Yes, definitely. We'll just have to root for the underdogs, won't we? Yes. <laughs> we'll make our own show. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> just got to factor in time after capitalism of <laughs> trying to earn oh, enough yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And overthrowing the government. Yes, just a long list. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>